today. Atlanta police officers reportedly not responding to calls in multiple zones after the officers involved in the Rayshard Brooks shooting were charged. Uh, also, the Supreme Court blocks President Trump from ending DACA. And we may be saying goodbye to Uncle Ben and his rice. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Newsmax TV host Grant Stinchfield, host of the Saturday Report. Thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Sarah. And uh, we've got Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show, which is always very easy to remember. Mm -hmm. it's just, Thank you. Know, She's making it easy for you. As long as I can remember your name. Well, I guess your name isn't that easy. Right? So. See? <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> How All do right. you say your last name? Buyans? Buyans. 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 Okay. But I got you, the learn, you learn things about your friends. I mean, I feel so bad. I've show. known you for that long and don't. Yaku, it's okay. Yaku Buyans. Buyans. Look at you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> homeschool mama. Words. Look at this homeschool mama. <laughs> uh, all right. So really crazy times we're living in right now. Uh, last night we got word. Uh, first, it kind of was a trickle out of, you know, I have a friend in the APD, Atlanta Police Department, who texted me, who said police officers are walking out or I should say they're calling out. They call it the blue flu. Everyone's calling out after news came of uh, the Fulton County DA announcing that they are going to go after the police officers who were involved in the fatal shooting of Rayshard Brooks. Um, and with that, Atlanta police officers trickled off the scene out of work. Um, I listened in for a while. I don't know if either of you did um, to the the channel that the police generally in those zones talk to each other on. And I heard si literal radio silence for at least 20 minutes before I finally turned it off. Very eerie uh, to, to mm. not hear, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. But uh, it is three of the department's six zones that reportedly Atlanta police officers are not responding to calls within. And uh, they patrol, the police officers each patrol one of six zones covering some 500,000 residents who live in the city limits. They also are responsible for uh, patrolling the airport. They're, they cover Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. Um, now, of course, APD yesterday already addressed that they said this is these are just rumors it's not really happening i know yaku you said today that they had come back and said was it the union do you know no, it's the police chief okay the police and chief said hey we can handle the volume we, 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 you know nothing fishy going on here right that's not what what we're getting from it's, any it's, of it's the other PR, reports it's a good pr pr you know statement yeah you know, yeah so, uh, Grant, what, what are your thoughts? Because I'm I am with Atlanta police officers right now. If you're going to get charged for felony murder for defending your life while doing your job, how, how do you so, go to work after that? I, I think you have to ask yourselves, are they are they walking off the job and not showing up to work in disgust over what happened to the officer? Mm -hmm. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Are they walking off the job to protect their own backs? Because the city is not going to have their backs. The city of Atlanta has turned their backs on those two officers. They're certainly going to turn their backs on future officers. So literally, they're protecting themselves and, and their future by walking off the job. Now, I would say this. If you're on the job, I would urge every police officer to respond to calls. 
you don't want to not respond to calls because it's at no fault of the victim who's calling 911 that the city of Atlanta has turned their backs on, on these two officers. The citizens deserve and Every police officer that I've ever said, or I've ever talked to have said, if we get a 911 call, we're, we're going to help citizens no matter what. That's what makes cops really so special. You get restaurants that won't serve the cops. I promise you when the restaurants call 911, the cops will still show up to help them. But how how do you how do they facilitate change? Right. If, if they're motive is that these people don't understand how much we do. They take us for granted. They don't care about us. And they expect us to put our lives on the line with no defense mechanism. How do you facilitate change if if you don't show people what it's like? If I was an advisor to the police union in Atlanta as I try to run it as some kind of a campaign where, okay, we're going to have X amount of people call in sick, fine, but we're going to make sure that the other officers on staff can work the overtime to cover the shifts. You, you hit the city right where it hurts in the pocketbook. You can't leave the citizens hung out to dry. Mm-hmm. That's what the anarchists want. Don't leave the citizens hung out to dry, but find a way to make it hurt for the city of Atlanta, the government of Atlanta, and you do that through their pocketbook. So, and look, what's the benefit? You got officers making some extra overtime. Mm. Yeah, look, and let's give benefit of the doubt to the police chief, and maybe that's his position is saying, look, we have behind the scenes covered shifts, okay? But it's silent, it's quiet, and when those 69 calls come, which is, you know, armed individuals, that's when it gets scary. But to Sarah's point, though, why, why is it okay for certain groups in our country to protest mm-hmm. and for others not? And maybe what the police is saying, you're saying, hey, will the citizens rise up for us? Right. Is it not time for the American citizen to say, wait a second, we're going to stand in for those men and women that have historically stood for us that come in the middle of the night when we cry, you know, wolf or when it's bump in the night and they do come. But then again, also, you know, it's not the citizens fault that this happened. We've got to still protect the citizens. So to your point, I think that's wise and prudent. Would be nice to see you run a campaign like that. But I think it's time for the American citizen, if I can talk to them, think for yourself, stop taking the bait from the media right, this cancel culture nonsense, and defend the police, not the bad cops. Nobody wants yeah. to defend right. the bad, right? right. Look, but- I've, I've probably been one to say, let them deal with life without police for one day. Mm-hmm. That's a real easy comment to make, and it certainly hammers the point home. Somebody's breaking into your house and nobody's coming to help. But then I think of the 75-year-old grandma right. who's at home, who can't defend herself, and now the wolves are on the loose, and the sheepdogs, who are the cops, are not there to look out over the flock. And those wolves are coming through the window. How do you leave that 75-year-old this grandma is why on I'm, her own? But, it's easy to say, yeah. right? But, but when you get down to it, it's hard. Yeah, no, and I totally agree with you. I guess my thought process, though, is that it's not ultimately the officers. Like, they aren't to blame here, right? Because for me, I'm like, look at the city officials, the local officials. To me, if I was an Atlanta citizen and I had some negative impact because police officers were not responding to calls, I certainly wouldn't blame the police officers. I would blame the local officials who put the police officers in a position where they felt they had no choice. And that needs to happen. That's the strongest point is wake up America and stop voting in these idiots Mm -hmm. that under under duress and times of pressure like this do not back their police chief, their officers, fire, whatever it is, right? Because that's really where the penny drops. Who's representing the people? The politicians. The officer is sworn to serve and protect, but also he wants to stay alive. Doesn't want to, for some, some you know, obvious thing, get something like 
first degree murder or death penalty or whatever it is. So they're, they're also, these are family men. I, I certainly want the police to have the ability to protest and have their voices heard. And certainly their voices are not being heard right now. But there are certain professions that you can't just walk off the yeah, job. That's right. You know, I've got a kid. What if emergency room doctors decide they want to go on strike and my kid, you know, slices an artery someplace and I rush him to the emergency room and they say, oh, sorry, doctors are striking. Mm-hmm. There's you some professions you've got to cover the shift. You've got to cover the shift. I agree. Uh, just to kind of add to this chaos, this mess that's going on, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation was apparently blindsided by these charges that were announced yesterday by the uh, Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard, who is in his own little, you know, weird uh, triangle of, uh, you know, potential charges and accusations during the middle of an election. So we'll see how that all plays out. But the Georgia Bureau of Investigation said that they were requested by APD on Friday night, June 12th, to investigate an officer-involved shooting at the Wendy's restaurant. They said, we are still in the process of conducting that investigation. Although we have made significant progress on the case, we have not completed our work. Our goal in every officer-involved shooting case we are requested to review is to complete a thorough, impartial investigation before we submit the file to the respective DA's office. The GBI was not aware of today's press conference before it was conducted. We were not consulted on the charges filed by the district attorney. Uh, Despite today's occurrence yesterday, the GBI will complete its mission of completing an impartial and thorough investigation of this incident and will submit the file once completed to the Fulton County DA's office. Seems bizarre to not follow the process uh, of letting that investigation play out before filing such high charges. Are we America innocent until proven guilty? And here they take action. They say, GBI, you come in. And for the folks that don't know, that's sort of like a small kind of an FBI unit, local and state. They come in, they do a thorough investigation. The DA goes and and colludes with the media, sets up a press conference without notifying the authority that's investigating it. And files a judgment practically and goes to the press and these guys are blindsided. I'm saying that's an abuse of power by this DA who's trying to make a name for himself. He's swinging a bat for himself. This is about him. I'm, I'm going to step into this whole race dilemma that we have and I'm going to make a point. I'll make a name for myself because maybe cover up some of my other things on the side. That's, that's what I feel happened mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Because the process was working, right? I mean, we're in process at the moment still. Yeah. Grant, what are your thoughts? you agree? It might look bizarre. I'm going to tell you there is nothing bizarre about this. This is par for the course for most in Democratic leadership positions out there. And this guy is looking out after his own hide. And he is willing to sell two officers up the river, possibly the death penalty, to save his political career. This guy should be ashamed of himself. Mm -hmm. He does not deserve that office whatsoever. He needs to be voted out. He is pandering to an angry mob. But that is what we have learned the Democratic Party does today. They pander to this mob. Mob rule has taken over these liberal cities. And now you got cops that are facing the death penalty without even a full investigation in. Give me a break. What kind of country is that? Or what kind of state is that? What kind of city is that? Mm -hmm. Welcome to Atlanta, Georgia. Run by liberals. Where's the leader? Again. You can mark this. I mean, this is so easy. It's like deja vu. It's over against liberal, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And and it's like it's a game plan. They're just playing the playbook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, 
talking about Howard, the DA, his own words might come back to haunt him in all of this prosecution. Uh, apparently, two weeks before announcing these charges uh, against the officers, Howard told reporters that the police officer who is now accused of felony murder, uh, quote, never, I'm sorry, that, that Brooks, quote, never presented himself as a threat, Richard Brooks, and, quote, never uh, displayed any aggressive behavior. He said that yesterday. Um, and then two weeks previous, he was actually talking about a taser and uh, how it's considered a deadly weapon under Georgia law, even though yesterday he would have us believe that there was no, you know, there, were, there was no deadly force being presented towards the officers. They had no reason to believe that their lives were in danger. Here is uh, Howard, the DA, two weeks ago. And charged with aggravated assault of uh, Ms. Pilgrim, and this is for pointing a taser at Mrs. Uh, Pilgrim. And uh, as many of you all know, under Georgia law, a taser is considered as a deadly weapon under Georgia law. I mean, there he said it. He just said a taser is considered a deadly weapon under Georgia law. I don't understand then how you would come to the conclusion two weeks later to charge these gentlemen as if they weren't fighting for their lives. He looks the media in the eye. He looks those cameras straight down the lens and says a taser is a deadly weapon. Now you got a fleeing suspect who just tried to beat the living you-know-what out of these officers, firing a taser at them, which he just said is a deadly weapon. And now he's going to file, and again, I keep going back to, capital murder? The death penalty? You know how nice these officers were to this suspect? They were not planning to set out to kill him. They showed them every courtesy they possibly could. Which may have ended up biting them in the rear at, in the end. Maybe. Well, if you look at how he escapes, he out-wrestles them yeah. because clearly they're not using technique, trained technique to subdue somebody. You also got to remember, someone who's intoxicated, I don't know if you've ever come across this, but someone who's high on anything, meth or out, there is a freakish power mm. in that individual. Mm. I mean, you're talking about strength. I've seen guys do some, some crazy things when intoxicated, right? And so... You, you got you got It takes a lot to put a guy down. So he out wrestles him. But here's why he said a taser is deadly. Because two weeks ago, he wanted to disarm police. Two weeks ago, he wanted more ammunition to get cops for. So even if you use your taser, Mr. Officer, that's a deadly sign of uh, sign of deadly force. Now the taser is in the other guy's hands. No, but it's not deadly when someone else pulls the taser. Right, right. Everyone else, just the an blue. average citizen is it's allowed the to, to protect their own lives. So, not look, a, it's, not a, a it's a difficult situation, but the hypocrisy, we say it over and over. I can't deal with it anymore. I mean, the double standards. I just can't. They the, change the rules as they go. They interpret the laws differently as they go. I mean, we'll go to more stories today, I'm sure, about them interpreting the laws differently as they go. This is, again... It is systematically what the Democratic Party does. They cannot win on the truth, the facts, and the Constitution, so they just simply try to make it up as they go along. Yeah. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Rough Greens. Uh, so Rough Greens has come in really handy in my house uh, the last couple days because my dog, she uh, sliced open her arm trying to run through a barbed wire fence. Yeah, it didn't work out well for her. Uh, she didn't win that fight. And she got a bunch of stitches, and with it came antibiotics, and with the antibiotics came, like, some stomach problems that were side effects in our new house. 
doesn't our, go good with, with wall-to-wall carpeting, does it? Well, no. I mean, luckily, the, the bottom floor is wood, and it was much easier to clean. But she was up on the carpet, of course. Uh, Rough Greens has been a lifesaver in my house because uh, you can sprinkle it on top of your dog's food, and it's a supplement. So it brings back vitamins, nutrients, minerals. Um, importantly for me, probiotics, digestive enzymes, uh, omega oils, and antioxidants. And it has come in really handy as a lifesaver in my house for helping her with her digestive problems that she's having right now. But if you have a dog who's not making messes on your carpet, uh, it will also give them a more useful energy. If you've got an older dog, it supports a healthy skin and coat and improves mobility and joint health. And the dogs love it. They eat it right up and you know that they are getting the nutrients they need to thrive. Uh, you can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. You can take the 14-day jumpstart challenge for just $14.95. You will see a difference in your dog in 14 days or less. All you have to do is go to ruffgreens.com slash ablaze. Don't put yourself in a position where you're waiting until your dog's making messes on your carpet that you're cleaning up. Roughgreens.com slash blaze. The Supreme Court uh, ruled against the Trump administration earlier today, blocking its attempt to end uh, DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, the Obama-era program that provides legal status to undocumented immigrants who are brought to the U.S. as children. Uh, it was a 5-4 decision, and Chief Justice Roberts, I don't know why he was appointed by a Republican or a conservative, because he doesn't seem to be conservative in any sense. Uh, he frequently sides with the liberal justices. He did again in this one. And uh, they ruled that while the Department of Homeland Security has the authority to end DACA, the administration has not adequately justified its reason for wanting to do so, which is weird because I feel like previously uh, past presidents have not needed to uh, give that much detail on why they wanted to rescind a previous executive order mm -hmm. that had been issued by a previous president, because that's kind of how executive orders work. And an unconstitutional executive yes. order. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so Roberts said for uh, the majority, the dispute before the court is not whether the Department of Homeland Security may rescind DACA. All parties agree that it may. The dispute is instead primarily about the procedure the agency followed in doing so. And now, of course, as a result of this ruling, uh, nearly 700,000 DACA recipients will be able to continue renewing their membership in the program, which provides them legal work status and protection from deportation as long as they can meet certain criteria, uh, including no felony or significant misdemeanor convictions and no more than three other misdemeanor convictions. Grant. You know what's lost in all of this? Of course, the media loses this key fact is that when President Trump rescinded DACA, he gave Congress an amount of time, I think it was six months, to figure this out, mm -hmm. get help for the DACA recipients. Yeah, it was. It was and surprised. what did the Democrats do? They sat on it yep. mm -hmm. because they knew if they stuck it to the DACA recipients that it would come back to haunt President Trump because people aren't smart enough to figure the whole thing out. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Now, to get to the Supreme Court, here's what I vow. And, and maybe I'll team up with Glenn if he would have me as a, as a, as a team. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to investigate what is up with John Roberts? What does somebody have on that man? What is behind it? What, where, uh, there is something there that he is no longer acting the way he's supposed to be acting. I mean, even as a moderate Republican, yeah. you would not rule this way. So it leads me to believe somebody's got something on that man. And I vow to get to the bottom of it. Glenn would be a good one, too, yeah. to, to do it. But 
Somebody's better do it. We need it. I can see the chalkboard now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'll just hold it for him. <laughs> I want to see, see dust flying. Look, driving in, I made a phone call to a close source. I called, uh, spoke to Jenna Ellis, who's the chief legal counsel for the Trump 2020 yeah. campaign. And I said, Jenna, talk me through this. You know, because to me, Justice Roberts has never been conservative. Right. To me, okay? To my, to my mm-hmm. ever. C- certainly a, a huge uh, liberal record since Obamacare. I mean, look, he'll, he'll say he's a conservative, but I don't mm-hmm. see it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And we talked about what happened last week with, with Justice yeah. Gorsuch, and, and, and that is one bad decision in a three-year record of good decisions. So, and this is almost we equate it to it in a, like an elder council at a church. Why you want multiple elder councils? Because we make mistakes, which is why we want more conservative judges so that if a Roberts can swing the whole and throw the apple cart over that you, you can spread it out over over the, you know, the spread. But he's never been conservative. I, I have not seen it. And I really I tried to trace as much as I could and see where have I felt like, OK, that was moderately conservative. No, he's in a party that put him there. It was President Bush, right, that, that nominated him. and He's in there. I can't find anything. Uh, now, what I did hear from Jenna is the president's being advised to relook at his list going forward. Okay, and, yes. and, I can, and I'm allowed to say that that is official from, from Jenna well, Ellis. I hope so, because you just said it on. Yeah, yeah. TV. it is. It is official. <laughs> and, and I asked. We can't cut that not out. You no. <laughs> and I asked, and I asked Jenna if I'm a username. Okay. And, and then, okay. so this is official. But the president. Just let her know I'm a fan. Yeah, the president fan. is being advised to to, and he is drafting a new list of saying, what does it look like to be a judge, mm-hmm. either at federal level or wherever, going forward? What, it, what does it look like to be a conservative judge? Because I think this is sending some signals across our bow of mm-hmm. what happens in these extreme moments of distress right. by individuals that have real power. Yeah. And this is real power. This is Supreme Court. Yeah. And I hate using I mean, I use it for lack of a better term. I hate using the terms conservative and liberal because ultimately these are people who should be deciding what is constitutional. Right. I mean, it shouldn't be about who is conservative and who is liberal. But that's just kind of what it's boiled down to in recent years is that the activists are the liberals. Right. It's, you know, uh, all of the, the liberals on the Supreme Court and they decide that they want to just like the, the last ruling with um uh, Title Seven. With the L- L- yeah, 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 the L- LGBT, LGBT. I mean, it, it, they just redefined what the mm-hmm. Civil Rights yes. Act said. They that wasn't ruling on what it said. That wasn't ruling on the constitutionality. It was just redefining something, which to me was legislating from the bench. Mm-hmm. So it's just frustrating that you know we see uh, all these people in 2016 said we we got to vote for Trump for the Supreme Court. We got to vote for Trump for the Supreme Court. And I understood it at the time. I mean, I, I understand the the intention behind it. But you look at it now and you're like, for what? Yeah. Can, can I offer up that when you look at conservatives versus liberal on the court, and you're exactly right, that you have to look at the Constitution and the rule of law and how it's written and interpret it that way. The problem for liberals is that they don't do that and conservatives do. So it's the argument why you would want all conservatives on the court. Right. Because conservatives take the Constitution seriously. It's not a living, breathing document. It's our founding papers handed down by our creator with the right spelled out in it. Right. And and, and there is not up for interpretation. Conservatives are the only ones that believe that, which is why liberals do not make good judges. They make for activists. If anybody can take anything out of this ruling or last week's ruling, is that this is the reason why you need President Trump 
reelected, and I'm so glad, Yaku, that, that you've talked to the team there, and he's going to be going back over some of these judges. This is the reason. It seems to me we don't have a majority court anymore mm-hmm. yeah. because of Justice Roberts. And I think this came as a surprise, and this is me now. This is my opinion. This is not from a source. If I, if I look at the president's reactions on Twitter, too, I think it even surprised him. Yeah. And, and, and no, it shouldn't be conservative versus liberal. Not at that level. At the Supreme Court, it's just do the right thing. Right. Like, I wouldn't care if there was a liberal who was going to carry out the Constitution and the rule of law of course, no. and interpret it in the way that it was supposed you know, you have just, to. Defend I'm the interpreting Constitution. this, not My what I want to. argument is they wouldn't be a liberal. They'd be a conservative. But <laughs> I know that's your argument. Yeah, but, but you have to defend the Constitution. Right. And, and I think that they have drawn the line. I don't think it's the conservatives. The liberals have drawn a line and said, we do not honor the Constitution. We saw it through the impeachment. I mean, they do whatever they want. If they don't That's- honor it, how are they going to defend it? Right. They're not. Right. So what do you think the, uh, what, what will be the solution for President Trump moving forward uh, should he pick another Supreme Court justice? Because you know he did have that original list that I believe he strayed from both times. Yes. Now, he had an extended list that he ended up choosing uh, a, a justice off of that extended yeah, we'll list. Go, we'll go back to what Jenna shared with me again now, again, not just my opinion, is they're redrafting who's, who has input into that list. And what I'm understanding is that he's looking at some institutions who, who really can share input of, of the due diligence and the intel that goes into a situation or a person. How are they going to react when the chips are on the table. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to, you know? And so, because um, he's appointed a lot of judges. Mm, yeah, he has. President Obama let, left a lot of seats open. I don't know what the number is now, but we were up to like 187 or something mm-hmm. at some point, but he's appointed a lot of judges. So going forward, I think there's going to be a rework on, okay, who's on the list and who's not, because, yeah. because they have to uphold the There are people around the president that do not have the best interest of the Supreme Court at heart. And I really, really fear that, that when they're in the president's ear, the president has to be very strong about going back to conservative roots and finding strong judges who will defend this country. Yeah. Amen. Uh, All right. We've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of the segment, ExpressVPN. So uh, you've probably heard us here on Blaze TV talk about how important it is to have a VPN. I know a lot of you right now are working from home. It's even more important right now while you're working from home to choose a VPN that you trust. Now, um, we do a lot of research on our sponsors. And uh, personally, I only recommend brands to our listeners, our viewers, that I can say that I believe in. ExpressVPN, I'm telling you, I believe in them. They are the best VPN on the market. Uh, They don't log your data. So there are a lot of really cheap, free VPNs that make money by selling your data to ad companies, which I feel like is kind of like that's not that's the entire point of you using a VPN is so that you don't have something like that happen. And they're doing it behind your back anyway. Uh, ExpressVPN has a trusted server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. They couldn't even do it even if they wanted to. They've also got the best speed. Um, There are a lot of VPNs who might slow your connection down, make your device really sluggish. Uh, ExpressVPN's internet speeds are always super, super fast. And uh, you can trust that your information will be well secured and well taken care of. You can get three months for free right now if you go to expressvpn.com slash why. That is expressvpn.com slash why. You will get an extra three months free on that one-year package. Okay. All you got to do is go to expressvpn.com slash why.
President Trump blasted his former national security advisor, John Bolton, after the contents of Bolton's upcoming memoir began to air in the press last night. Uh, now, the Trump administration has sued Bolton to block the release of the new memoir. Um, I'm, I would say the name of the book, but I don't really care to give that information because I think it's a load of garbage. Uh, and But by the time the Department of Justice had actually filed the lawsuit, uh, copies of the book had already been sent to the press uh, to create, of course, a media buzz ahead of the big release. So not sure how much good that's going to do because we've already heard a lot from the book. But President Trump tweeted last night, late last night, wacko John Bolton's exceedingly <laughs> tedious book is made up of fake of lies and fake stories said all good about me in print until the day I fired him. A disgruntled, boring fool who only wanted to go to war, never had a clue, was ostracized and happily dumped. What a dope exclamation point. If that isn't the most Trump thing I've ever read, I don't know what is. Uh, but I mean, Bolton really goes all out. He says that Trump disregarded China's history of human rights abuses, uh, that he, you know, liked that he encouraged China to to uh, perform more human rights abuses. I mean, it's it's just it's very interesting um, that Bolton would come out and have this opinion of President Trump right as he is releasing this book, this memoir. Well, I mean, did we hear from him at the impeachment hearing? No. But, and we could have because he was invited to participate, mm -hmm. but we didn't hear from him. I think President Trump and now he wants, And now he wants to sell a book. Isn't that something? Hmm. Money, money uh, works in mysterious ways, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Motivates people in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. Networks will take you when you've got a book coming and it's against Trump. Wacko job. <laughs> you know, here's another guy on a long list of guys that, that worked for President Trump that at, at one point I had great respect for. And, and I've interviewed John Bolton face-to-face -face in person, and I always thought he was a pretty smart guy until he made this dopey move, as the president said. This was really a dopey move. I actually look at it as almost a traitor, uh, certainly a traitor to, to President Trump. When you go work in the White House, there is an unwritten rule that sadly, and, and President Obama had this happen to him too. People had come out and written books. And um, it just isn't right. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You're going into the White House. You have the faith of the president. Uh, you're advising the president. What stays in the Oval Office should stay in the Oval Office. And that's for national security reasons. Of course. John Bolton true. puts all of us at risk when he does something like this, uh, especially making the president's jobs more difficult at a time when the last thing the president needs right now is his job being made more difficult. Yeah, to, to Grant's point, Yaku, you know, it's it, the press loves it. They eat it all up when it's a president that they don't like. But, you know, the pendulum swings the other way, and you've got some guy who's going rogue after the fact, after he's been a disgruntled employee, coming out telling, you know, telling all, uh, if we are to believe that he's saying things that actually happened, certainly they wouldn't think so highly of someone if it was a president that they approved of. No, then they're going to say, well, you broke protocol. This is not, this is dishonoring. They should honor the office. This is what all the, remember when President Obama was in office, mm -hmm. honor the office of the president. It's bigger than the man, honor the flag, the country. Then they come with all these beautiful ideals, which is actually what our country was founded on. Mm-hmm. Because it's absolute. It's consistent. It's the stuff that's above every man. It's above every group or movement. It stays. Mm -hmm. But they don't have anything consistent. So that's what you will hear if, if it were to be a Democrat president and something like this mm -hmm. was, was happening, right? But you, you say traitor. 
Yes, but there's so many at the moment. You know, it's almost like just jump on the bandwagon because the liberal media will take you. Yep. Yeah. Mainstream media will take you. And whether it's true or not is irrelevant, mm -hmm. by the way. It's a paycheck and it's sizzle and it's clicks you know, and it's, it's media. It's again proof of how out of touch the establishment and even Republican whatever establishment has become that they are so out of touch with middle America. All these defectors from President Trump's group that have all been fired by President Trump are defecting because they're buying into the mainstream media narrative that somehow nobody likes President Trump anymore. When we had a million people sign up for his rally in Tulsa, a million people for, for 18,000 for arena. Seats. Yeah, that holds 18,000 18, people. Yeah. There are plenty of people that love this president, yeah. but they buy into this nonsense. And, and to the point on China, what the establishment hates is that President Trump is talking to our enemies, that he is trying to negotiate with the likes of North Korea and China. And it's working. But that wasn't the way they did it in the past. So they can't fathom that this is the way they should do it now. And John Bolton, I believe he probably would have rather gone to war. Okay, what are we talking about? You're talking about the president that's been the most tough on China. Right. At the same time, while he's saying, let's talk, right. we're going to negotiate, but fair trade. He, he campaigned on this. This is not new. He said, I'm going to go to China. I'm going to go to Kim Young. Who else sat with him? Yeah. Right. Nobody. But I'm not going to pussyfoot with this guy. We're going to lay it down in America first, <coughs> the American people first. So he's tough on China, but he's talking to China. Oh, he shouldn't be talking to China. He's encouraging all these human rights violations. Nonsense. I mean, it's the biggest load of horse doo-doo <laughs> under the sun. Grant, I feel like what, what you're describing just lends to the credibility of people saying that there is a deep state and that is why mm -hmm. they are so upset that President Trump does things differently. Because, I mean, basically what you're saying is all of these people, all of these bureaucrats, these lifelong career politicians, bureaucrats, have done things a certain way, mm -hmm. and they can't stand it that President Trump comes in and wants to try things differently because, hey, guess what, guys? Maybe your plan wasn't working so well, so we're going to try to do things differently. They can't stand someone else being in control is what it looks like to me. That's right. And, and that kind of behavior filters all the way down to your city hall. Business as usual. And I promise you, every city hall in America has a deep state in it yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. This is how we've done business. This is how the only way we're going to do business. And anybody that wants to change it, well, yeah. we're going to take them out. And the reason they don't want to change it is because those people in those positions in the deep state have power. Money and power. And they don't want to give up the money and the power. And they will fight tooth and nail to protect it. And in Washington, the biggest stage in the world, they are fighting literally... <sighs> To the ends of the earth. That's a really good happen. point. It's the cigar club from the little small town. Now you just got to magnify it. Mm -hmm. You go to Congress and Senate with all that power and all that, you know, political capital going on. And it is a, it, it, look, it is a, it's a power struggle and a money struggle. And the American people, by, by, the, by the left and by the mainstream media, has been forgotten. Do you know okay. what makes me sick? The richest counties in America is not just outside of Wall Street. It's not outside Silicon Valley. The richest county in America is in Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. The richest county in America is right outside our nation's capital because the government is pouring money into deep state programs. Lobbyists. Lobbyists, yep. Yep. bureaucrats, career politicians, and they hand it out like freaking candy. That alone tells you it's not right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? It, it, should if you're if you're a reasonable logical person which we all are you are we are we got to inform our friends out there who are not actually watching this program all right back in a minute um, 
turned, he said it goes to our city hall too. And it just made me think something earlier. new developments since we were told yesterday we got the breaking news about Aunt Jemima being removed and uh, uh, canceled even though really if you look into the history of Aunt Jemima who the namesake was uh, Nancy Green who became one of the first African-American millionaires you look into the history it's actually a great person to be putting uh, up propping up on your syrup if you like that corn syrup garbage and you don't like maple syrup, but that's a whole nother, whole nother story. Uh, after Quaker Oats announced this, the company that makes cream of wheat said that it is beginning a review of its brand and packaging, which features a black chef holding up a piping hot bowl of cereal. Uh, meanwhile, the company that makes Uncle Ben's rice said yesterday, I, I can't believe this is real life, said yesterday that, quote, now was the right time to evolve the brand, because of course they have Uncle Ben, who is very, he looks very sharp. He's dressed in a tuxedo and all he wants to do is sell you people rice. And you can't just, you can't just <laughs> eat the rice. white rice. You can't, right, that's correct. That's, it's white rice. Then change the rice in that box. Don't change the box. This is this is ridiculous. I mean, I don't understand. Like we're supposed to be like black people aren't allowed to like. I'm very confused with this. (laughs) Sorry, I don't want to jump ahead of you, but I'm I'm at a point now. Wait a minute. I thought it's about inclusion. Hollywood is crying out right now. Again, hey, not enough roles. I'm. Hey, come on. Now you want to remove and replace it with what? Did they say what they want to replace it with? A giraffe? What are they putting? I don't think they know yet. Do you know Tony the Tiger? is being pulled off the cornflakes box or frosted flakes what? because why Tiger King he does not want to be related to the Tiger <laughs> King so Tony the Tiger is <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding Oh you got it I'm, I'm kidding yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's about to explode <laughs> He's about to explode you got to be careful I cannot I got you guys though You did you did that was very convincing Well but here's the thing so uh Mars who owns Uncle Ben's rice they said this was their I don't understand their statement even they said racism has no place in society uh, again it goes back to like okay we yeah, we we're all on board with that. You don't need to make a statement telling us racism is bad. Like America already understands that. Uh, Racism has no place in society. We stand in solidarity with the black community, our associates, and our partners in the fight for social justice. We know to make the systemic change needed, it's going to take a collective effort from all of us, individuals, communities, and organizations of all sizes around the world. Therefore, we're going to Uh, erase I wonder if Uncle Ben was a real person. Was Uncle Ben a real person? I don't know. He might have been. He might not have been. If he was, I'd love to hear from the family of Uncle Ben. Like, now you're getting me taking my uncle off the box. Right. Like, this was great. Hey, little Jimmy. Yes. Look who's on the box. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. You can be like him. This is great. The whole world sees him. He's in a tux. Hey, can I just remind you for a minute that every single NFL player, his story goes, hey, get me on the Wheaties box. Right. Get me on the box. Get me the sponsorship. Get me the money. Most of them... African-American players, what is wrong? I, I'm confused. Right. I'm like highly confused. You, more inclusion or less? Well, also, I mean. Better representation or less? Did anyone the man ask looks- for Uncle Ben to be removed from the box? Ooh. I think people started, maybe people began questioning when Aunt Jemima, when the news surfaced of Aunt Jemima, is, they is said, Is rice what about like Uncle negative? Ben? Is there a negative connotation? Maybe it's like, a cultural it's thing. It's white. Like Aunt Jemima to me was. I can't even believe I have to be worried if I say this or not, but she seemed to me like the most loving woman on earth. Like, you 
eat those pancakes. Of course. Yeah. And it's like just nurturing. It's a staple. And, and, a staple. Yeah, and I would man. see that box on the on the kitchen. And I was like, yes, okay. I'm getting pancakes. Mm-hmm. Comfort and food. What a great memory. Okay, yeah. so what's going to happen with some of the some of the drive through chicken places? I mean, are we, what's going to happen with Popeyes? What, come on, where do we draw a line and say enough is enough? Come on. That, well, I mean, that's, Uncle Ben. I, I don't. Uh, Uncle Ben. I like him up there. I, I think it's honoring. I, I think it's like I agree. it's like it's in a, in a good look at the man. He's dapper. I, I agree. Dapper. I a young, agree. A young a young kid can say, "Man, I I want that one day." I mean, I, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even even that the the cream of wheat thing still I I don't get like. So is black wheat? people are not allowed to be chefs. What's the reference? Does it <laughs> does it remind? Is there a reference like it, oh, it reminds us of of slave labor? I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, wait, he's clearly not out in the field. He's he's cooking. He's wearing a chef hat and a bow tie and the little chef outfit. That's not what they. I mean, like if if someone were to draw a some sort of correlation to them being out on the field, that would be that person's problem because yeah, nothing I, in that picture indicates that this man is, like, p- producing slave labor. No, that, I just can't connect it. I can't, it's almost I like, have such a hard time calling it political correctness because it's not correct. No. <laughs> so, like, this is insanity what's happening with you, then what political correctness that is political incorrectness. This is incorrect to do these kinds of things. Well, what do we label this as? This is nuts. This is like lunacy. Yes. It we've has gone, kind we've, of we've lost our illness. yeah, we've it's it's mental illness. Yeah. It's ment- it's mental. Yeah. We've gone mental. Well, uh, go to the grocery stores and collect all your boxes now of cream of wheat and Uncle Ben's rice and Aunt Jemima pancake mix and uh, maple flavored syrup cuz those are going to be really really hot on uh, eBay someday. There's your tip for the day. We'll be back in a minute. What about the Lando Lakes? Indian girl. Oh, don't get them start. Don't give them any ideas, Grant. <laughs> Before we get to the poll, I just have to say we were talking as we were going off air. Grant was like, what's next? Land of Lakes? Land of Lakes butter? Right. The, that woman? And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Don't give them any. Oh, wait. Already they did off. do that like a month ago. Uh, I, I just remembered we, yeah, we looked it up. They decided to wow. remove the indigenous woman from their branding. Did so they ask? Nobody's safe. They said indigenous woman. I called her a squaw. Is that, you can't do that anymore? An Indian squaw? Did they ask any of the Native American population whether they were offended with her? And they probably go, well, now what? You, now you're excluding us? I'm, sh- I'm honestly, I'm shocked the Washington Redskins has lasted this long. I am shocked about that, too. That, and I hope they the, keep that, the name. That's the power. That's, there we go. That's and the, oh, that's boy. The, oh, we don't want to get him started on the football. NFL. No, that's... Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll with sports, speaking of sports, NFL, with sports becoming woke and more focused on social justice, are you still going to watch after they return from the coronavirus hiatus? Wow. 87% of you almost said no. 14% of you uh, said yes. Mm, I don't believe that. I think more people are going to, I think yeah, you're going to watch. I don't believe that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I would love to sit here and tell you, I'm banning it from my house. I'm not. I'm going to watch it. I love her. Yeah. She's the only one that's, that's g- good enough to admit that. Yeah. I, I'm with you. That's I think so many happening. people say, I'm not watching the that NFL anymore. Yeah. You're going to watch. Uh, you're going to watch. Because it's cultural. It yeah. is. It's tailgating. It's, it's, mm-hmm. 
it's Coors Light. And I'm not going to let those woke on. activists no. ruin my no. fun. Exactly. Right? Like, I'm not, then, exactly. then they've won. What I'm not letting them do, do it. I'll just ignore it. I mean, right. Look, I, I, I can't stand what Roger Goodell is doing, yeah. right? But I'm not going to hate football because of Goodell. Right. Okay, let's get Goodell out of there. Right. Let's get someone else. No, it's nuts. Right. That's not happening. Thank yeah. you, Sarah, for that. <laughs> yeah. well, you're That's welcome. Good. Good job. I'm, I'm just here to provide truth for yeah. the people. Uh, today's poll, which conservative justice on the Supreme Court do you trust the least to uphold the Constitution? Justice Roberts, Justice Thomas, Gorsuch, or Kavanaugh? Jeez. I don't think you go any anyone but Roberts. Yeah, the problem with the poll is that which conservative judge? He's not a conservative judge, <laughs> so he shouldn't even be on the list. That's right. <laughs> it's Roberts. It's got to be Roberts. Yeah. I mean, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, mediocre at best. But Roberts just takes that knife and just twists it. I'm worried, right you know, the Supreme Court has not taken up a gun case. You know, I'm a big Second Amendment guy. Yeah. And, and people are outraged Five over seconds. it. I actually think it's great because I don't know if they'd win. If That's I was a- Second Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.